0: This week on Media Delta, part one of our look at Slayers. Media Delta, episode 57. Question, does this classic anime still hold up? Well, let's find out. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Media Delta. Um, we're talking about a kind of biggin, maybe, question um, mark? I feel like the thing we're talking about is definitely uh, cult classic, I would probably... Uh, say is apt to call this um, because a while back well, a decent while ago um, we took a look at retro in Retro and graphs we took a look at a SNES RPG that was based on the, what at the time when the game came out was a light novel uh, but a lot of people uh, are more familiar with its animated adaptation and we are talking about either it's technically slayers, but most people just refer to it as the slayers. But that's also, yeah, it's one of those fun little quirks of English. But uh, yeah, we're talking about slayers today, which um, is a, <laughs> I keep on thinking that it's older than it actually is, uh, because the first light novels came out in like '89, I believe, and this animated series actually came out in '95, uh, which is kind of. Interesting when you take a look at the way the show actually looks, but we'll get into that when we, you know, talk a little bit more on it. Um, but yes, uh The Slayers is, at least to me, when anime was first getting big, uh, this like at least at least for me, in my sense, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, the slayers was always just kind of one of those franchises that was like, oh, it's like that same level as like Tenchi Muyo and like I don't know. New Yasha maybe, Love Hina, that kind of thing. Um but yeah. Uh this was definitely a gate uh or a kind of a gate not gatekeeping, but like a um gate entry gate. level anime uh for a lot of people are getting uh into the in into it uh over here. Um so yeah, um I'm 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 gonna stop rambling on about it. Um because we watched um the first season, which uh, the, uh, Slayers is a franchise that uh, pretty much every rendition has its own name. Uh, the first season of the animated show is just called Slayers. Uh, so we are taking a look at the first half of that. Um, and also just to clarify, um, because we don't want to, we're not going to spend a huge amount of time, we're going to, this will be a two-part kind of look at it, but um because there's, I think it's 26 episodes in this whole thing. Uh, we are going to, we were actually, and because of this uh, show is actually pretty good about telling what happens in previous episodes. We actually watched the odd numbered episodes of this. Um, so just a bit of fair warning. We watched basically up to episode 13 uh, of this series. And so like one, three, five, you know, uh, the odd ones. I, I need to stop talking. Uh, please introduce yourselves to everyone who's in this.
1: Blessed. Axe arrives to give an opinion.
2: Hello, I'm Donut.
3: Hello, I'm Norman Rafferty and justice will
4: prevail. Hi, I'm Torpid Typus and I'm here to tell you about my deep-seated love of gremlins.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, a very kind of basic overview of what Slayers says. Slayers? Is a story about one magician named Alina Inverse, uh, who is very, very much looking, for, basically her goal in life is to get that bank and do it however she needs to do it. Get that money. Um, in this particular adaptation, she is uh, accompanied by a dumbass named Gory. Who is also Gowry, thank you, it's Gowry. Gowry
4: Gavriev.
0: Gowrie Gabriel. Who is basically a fighter and not an elf, despite how much he looks like. Big fucking himbo energy. Yes.
1: Voiced by Brock.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I could not not.
1: That's all I could hear when I heard I it. I know. Pop, it's fucking Brock. It's great, isn't it? No, it wasn't. I couldn't. I just couldn't deal with it because he didn't change his voice at all. It was. I love just Action just Rock. rock.
2: Was this before Pokemon? Because
1: then what if that was just like.
0: This might have actually been around the same time now that I think. No, Uh, it would have been slightly before, I think.
1: Pokemon Pokemon was later. I think it was like. I thought Pokemon was 99. That's right.
0: Yeah, I believe it is 99. So, yes, this was before,
4: but not by much. Uh, It was 90. Yeah, 99 in uh, the U.S. All right. So, yeah.
0: Um, There are two particular voices that stick out um we got uh let's see we got um uh, let's see yeah it's like, uh
4: voiced by lisa ortiz yeah
0: uh, lina lisa ortiz who is or was. i don't know if she's still i think she still is maybe uh, i think but, she still gets work but not as
4: much as she used to
0: it, she's not that that's right that she wasn't for a time uh amy rose for a lot of the sonic stuff if i remember i know she like, I think in, like, Adventure
4: era? Uh-huh. No, nah, I see. She voiced Oshawa in Pokemon. Hmm. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. It, it's her, her... Wow, she actually still does a lot of work, but mostly it's his bit characters at this point.
0: Yeah. Oh, let's see. She's uh, in yeah. Fire
3: Emblem Heroes. Mm-hmm.
0: She's Everybody's in Street Fighter
3: V.
2: Who's she in Street Fighter?
3: Uh, Noem Ballou.
4: She's Izanami in Smite.
0: Huh, but yeah, she is still doing stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, the other name, especially for this early part, uh, I'm sure that's going to be someone's thing that they want to bring up, so I'll keep it to a minimum. But, uh, there's a reason why the voices change a little bit in later seasons, just a little bit,
4: they uh, change significantly. One of them after three episodes,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah um so let's just kind of we're gonna go around robin just kind of each uh at first uh tell basically what do you think of these set of episodes and then if you have once we're done with that if you have anything else you want to bring up we can go ahead and talk about that so axe uh what did you think of your viewing of the first half of slayers
1: um honestly pretty surprising actually because um you know, it's an it's an old anime. It's really old, and uh, wasn't sure if it was gonna really hold up as well. But I actually really did enjoy it quite a lot. Uh, I was actually kind of annoyed that we were only doing the the um, the odd episodes because I I wanted to watch the the whole thing. And nobody uh, stopped you. I I didn't have the time. <laughs>
2: I stopped him. I said I said there's no more. I just have didn't have stop the time. It.
1: To watch them all so but
4: it, and did, you, did you at least watch the one episode We recommend you watch Uh, 10 uh, yeah Uh,
1: Yeah I, I at least I at least finished the arc
0: Yeah that's that's the problem with doing it like that Is the fact that it's like well We're getting It doesn't make sense to start on 2 but also We're gonna miss the arc then Or the end of the arc Yeah. Even though 11 does kind of Tell you about like what happened Previously
4: yeah, but it's worth seeing the scenes. Yeah, yeah. i I'm, just,
3: I'm, I'm just... In fact, I'm wondering why, why you watched it that way when there's actually some pretty definable arcs that end in early ones. You could have just watched like one through nine and then another arc and
1: another one. Yeah, Hopefully. I'm kind of surprised we didn't do like just straight up one through ten and just do the whole arc on its own. But it, uh, it yeah, was also to
0: watch. it it also it one it was a lot to watch too. Uh, cause I cause I try and keep it seven episodes for these kind of sets. Mm. Um, also also, I'm not actually super familiar with the Slayers, so uh, I didn't know what which ones to kind of pick,
1: yeah, that's that's fair. it's but it's still like it, that's just calling attention to how good this show is is that I actually wanted to watch outside if I had the ability to watch outside of uh, what was what was assigned to us to for lack of a better term, uh. But um, I you know really and really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed watching uh, watching what we did. Uh, I I didn't like um, I didn't like some of the characters. I'll be honest, they're they're a little, uh, they're a little boring. Uh, I, I keep forgetting the knight's name. It's uh, voiced by Brock. No Gary. Uh, Gary, Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I I I just for some reason I just didn't like his character all that much, and the voice acting for um, uh, Gel I forget his full name, but the guy who was bad but then turned good. Oh, Zell Goddess. Goddess, yes. Uh, that was his voice acting was it's kind take of take
4: a second to whisper to
1: It's very like listless, almost like he he, was, he
4: is one of the characters that changes voices uh, later on to fucking Crispin Freeman.
1: Uh, because he was just very sounded very tired throughout the entire thing, and it's just kind of like not really clicking with that. But you know, little little minor quibbles here and there aside, it's a pretty solid anime, and I could see why it would be considered more of a gateway into other anime anime at the time. And uh, visually, it held up pretty well. I, I was surprised that it wasn't wasn't bloody. There was there was plenty of violence and people getting holes shot in them and cut up, but like no blood, uh no gore. There was,
4: there was a brief bit of like a little bit of blood. Yeah, that, it, like, it was it was like Dangan Rampa blood
1: though. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's that very ain't like very stylized. Like, it, it's it's violent. it's violent, but not yeah stylized
1: yeah it's it's not uh it's not straight up just uh it, it's violent but it's not like gory and i thought that was interesting
0: yeah Uh there's a lot of like anime of that uh um things like that uh so yeah um yep uh let's see um yeah. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to mention?
1: Um no.
0: Alright. Uh donut.
2: All right. Sound okay, good to go.
0: Yep. All
2: right, cool. Uh, you know, I really thought it was really charming. Um, I wasn't really expecting how charming Slaves was gonna be going back to it. It really reminded me of just like and you know what, I really like the way we watched it. Um when I was a kid, I never really got to watch like anime consistently. It'd always be like, well, I caught episodes one, five, seven, eight, but let me go back and catch up. But it really gave me a lot of feels of like, um just classic anime tropes, you know, like I was really big into like the tale series and shit like that. So all the big hair, big swords, dumb himbo energy, crazy mages. I loved all of it. i just I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. So, um, hmm, I've got a lot of positive things to really say about the- I mean, the, the voice was, the voices were pretty hit and miss, but, you know, they, they changed voice actors, so that's not, not too bad. Um, I've really got a lot of nice things to say about it, that's all I've really got for my first one.
3: Alright, um, uh, Raffi? I love this anime. Um, this was one of the uh, early entries, and uh, I'm old enough to remember anime clubs. They don't do anime clubs anymore, right? People just watch them on the uh, uh, occasionally. They will. Okay, but I mean, we were watching this undubbed uh, and fan uh, um, fan subbed, uh, and then of course later, of course, this is one of the first anime that everybody complains. I think Lisa Ortiz and does a very singular job, uh, but I think there's sometimes when the other actors. This is from that time period where anime was just coming over. So, you know, they've got like non-screen actors, guild people are under assumed names or whatever. This is before the anime explosion. You're right. I was a little surprised. I didn't realize this, that Slayers is pretty late. That's 95. That means it's after uh, it's after Berserk. It's after Bastard. It's after Record of Lotus War. Uh, so um this comes in pretty late, but uh, I'm glad people are enjoying it because I would agree that Slayer stands up better because it's more accessible. Uh, it's not very um, padded. Like even the bottle episodes move at a regular clip and the humor is fast enough and broad enough and doesn't wear out. It's welcome that, uh, you know, it just, it moves at a pretty brisk pace. It's, and also this is like the last gasp of nineties, I guess, character design. Cause uh, this is uh, Ryu Arazumi. Uh, and, and this kind of giant head eyeball type design uh, is about to disappear because uh, in the 2000s, this becomes kind of passe. And so I was happy to see this kind of design where the costumes are still elaborate, but not insanely so. Uh, and uh, the characters strike a variety of poses. I mean, this is just fun. I, I would recommend this. If you want to recommend a fantasy animated one, I think this stands up because it's fun uh, and, and uh Yeah, I mean, I guess I could talk more into some of the other parts, but I love this anime. All
4: right. Uh, Torpo. Uh, I fucking love the Slayers. So for reference, my my experience, my original experience with the Slayers was uh, I originally like I caught a few episodes here and there for a while. And then at one point, just a strange TV channel a- appeared called the Funimation Channel. And at one point, while they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do and how to structure their stuff, they just ended up playing through all of the Slayers for a while. And I fucking watched it and fell in love with it. It was... It was... I fucking... It's really good. I, I do think the later season stuff is better, but... I, the first, So, the initial stuff is also very good. It's also important to note that the anime comes in a little into the light novels. Because light novels started in 89. Mm -hmm. which is important to note but yeah it it comes if memory serves like a little ways in and yeah we we meet lena uh the bandit slayer is the nickname they use that nickname once and never again (laughs) because it's kind of terrible
0: like like other things that that appear in these first episodes that they bring up and
3: never mention again for good reasons we can talk about that later. Yeah, and you um, guys know that the movies have a slightly different continuity, right? I did not know that.
0: I I figured they all kind of were their own thing, because they all kind of take their own pace, but...
3: Yeah. Oh, specifically, uh, there's characters who only appear in the movies and never in the series. Mm-hmm. Like Naga, for example.
4: Wasn't Naga no, be the Serpent being life? the
3: singular one, yes.
4: Yeah, who gets references in the anime over time, but never actually really appears? Uh, there's even an episode where fucking Lena thinks she's going to appear, but doesn't.
0: Also, don't they do that for her sister as well? But I think that's a little later on. Uh,
4: so the sister gets like a lot of references, uh, but never actually appears, if memory serves. Uh, Lena's sister, Luna Inverse. Because uh, a little bit of trivia is that originally uh, the writer was going to write about Luna. Uh, but when making the characters realize he liked Lena a lot, so decided to write about her, inve- her adventures instead. Because uh, uh, as later seasons we'll get into, her sister is essentially the chosen one, to to put it simply. Uh, it apparently put her through hell. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh it's it's very good. I love the Slayers. I I absolutely do adore it. It's a lot of fun. I think it still holds up fairly well. It helps that it kind of just pokes fun a lot of at, like a lot of those very common tropes, even if it does play into a handful of them. And also, I deeply appreciate Lena's pure gremlin energy. It's it yeah, to me. yes,
2: yeah. Lena was probably my favorite part of it. Just all mm, just that money grubbing gremlin
3: energy. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of my well, favorite I, troops.
3: I agree that I like the fact that they're good guys, and and also this is before like nowadays, like gamer humor or RPG humor is very meta, and it's everywhere. And what I really like about Slayers is. The humor comes from the fact that the characters are absurd and and the situations they get into, uh, you know, like, like, yeah, Lena's a money-grubbing gremlin, but she also doesn't want to hurt innocent people, so they do it by accident, but when they blow up the entire city... That's played for comedic effect, and it's right. part of how they, they overdo things.
2: Yeah, the flow of it. It's like, um, it's like before I was, I love that. Well, I'm glad that you threw out the fact that the um, light bulb was started in '89, because just knowing that shows or it really kind of colors a lot of the anime and games that I played as a kid and why I love them, just because it's like, well, obviously, they were taking inspiration from something, but it really reminds me of, um, like the really quick. Pace of old RPGs where it's like, okay, we're going to a new town, some new shit's going on, something funny happens. And then, I mean, now these days it's so just like they're so into themselves sometimes with the stories, it just drags and it gets so sullen and sad. And you're just like, where are we going? When sometimes you just need a nice little fun town adventure where you go in, try to make some money, and somebody blows up your reward and you're sad.
4: Look, they, they killed the dragon, okay?
2: Yeah, but what about the town?
4: The town was never specified in the contract.
2: Listen, it was implied.
1: If the town didn't want to be <laughs> destroyed, it shouldn't have been there. Oh. It should have gotten all the way, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing, it. like, quick to mention, uh, about, about Lena is, yeah, Lena doesn't like her innocence, but is also a piece of shit, so instead what she'll do is kill bandits and steal the treasure that they stole and keep it for herself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she specifically reminds me of um, Rudy Catria from Tales of Destiny, who's just a thief who likes stealing, but she's not, she's not trying to steal from, like, innocent folks. She's trying to steal, basically, Robin Hood. She's pre- just stealing from rich folks to give to her orphanage of poor children, but she doesn't tell people about that. She might keep a little on the side. They don't need to know.
3: Well, I, I, I love the confusing morality, because don't forget later Amelia and Prince Sairn show up.
0: Yeah, and I
3: I forget. Did you since you watched the even number episodes, you didn't get to see Prince Saren's pacifist uh, martial arts? Oh no, we watched. Oh, we definitely did. We definitely saw that. I love that kindness to all creatures punch. No kindness to all creatures kick. Oh, sorry, pacifist punch.
2: It's what was the kindness? What was the like kind gentleman punch?
0: There, I I think there was like a suplex or somewhere something involved, like something slam.
3: I think. (laughs) ridiculous it's it's that's what i love about it and then he just kicks everyone's butt it uh, so is just the, so amazing
4: it's such a good episode too because it's literally like prince Savorin is at the end of his adventure and then just fucking lena and gary somehow bubble into it and just get to witness the ending without context and it's it's deeply bizarre yeah
1: and just the quick uh the quick family betrayal just out of nowhere and then the prince just kind of takes it and stride like almost as if he expected it just kind of like, yeah, this this guy's kind of an ass clown. It,
0: it's also great because especially during that one segment, I was just I was just watching. And I was like, man, this is like the most distilled, uh, th- like this is the most distilled um like sequence of the things that people made fun of in anime. in like just in this la- this like five minutes of that fight. Is like, this is the thing that everyone makes fun of anime for, just taking up to about 12.
3: And the best part is it happens so fast. They just throw it in there, they do the weird monster summoning dances. They, they, they get in, they get out. And then you could watch it even if you didn't know what those cliches were, and it would still be hilarious.
0: Yeah. it It's like you, you get your fainting after someone says something stupid, you get your big heads, you get your weird dances, you get you like close up of people's faces, you people making like weird like speeches before doing stuff. It's great.
1: The action scenes are really, really good, yes, um,
4: yeah, it's also really fun when you realize like half of the d and d characters you've made are fucking off brandlena inverse, but that's you just joke. I have a deep attachment to gremlin energy alright it fuels me yes
0: um, so yeah but is, is that, is my piece for is now. that good alright
4: remember I too had a friend in middle school well
0: friends in middle school people that I was friends with that was into anime Um, and he showed me this series because this was like one of like this was in his, like, little collection of... I'm trying to remember what else he had, but it was, like... I wonder... It wasn't, like, Blue Gender or Blue Seed. It was, like, um... God, what else would have been? It wasn't, like, Dominion Tank Pol- It's, like, it's, like, the era of, like, Dominion Tank Police, but, like, not actually Dominion Tank Police. I'm trying, just trying to think of what else. Was it sci-fi? I think it was sci-fi. It, it's, like, those sci-fi-ish things, like... I, I'm just trying to remember what... Anyway although but basically he was like he was like my uh gateway into the series which uh, i never actually watched a whole lot of i watched this an intro bit like this intro season uh a fair amount and i'm familiar with the it's one of those things where it's like through up op- osmosis i am familiar with the show but it's something i haven't actually sat down and watched um because my first my first time watching this, I got to a certain plot point, and then I just kind of stopped watching for a little bit, um, and just never got back to it. So this was kind of my first time like watching like this like sitting down and watching it, and I was I I was very impressed. I feel like it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely good. Um, it's a very fun um just kind of romp it's not it's nothing it's not super like saying it's not super smart like i'm not trying to be like um saying that you have to be smart to be good but it's 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 it's, it's like popcorn it's it's tasty and it just it's good um and yeah another thing that i was thinking of uh is the fact that it just kind of i don't just kind of from what I remember seeing about later things, this this series never actually gets like super dark or anything. Like this doesn't have like a trying to be edgy phase, if I m- remember correctly.
3: Like, um. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's three series because there's this uh, next and try, and then there's the movies. Well, and
0: there's also Revolution now.
3: Oh, which I haven't seen. Yeah, wow. Revolution was two thousand eight. Wow, why. I have more Slayers to experience, but um, yeah, it's pretty good too. No, it, it doesn't get super dark. It stays about the level of Saturday morning. In, in fact, there's the, the confusing thing. I don't understand why Escaflone was imported to the U.S. on Saturday morning. Oh, when you could have dropped Slayers, and Slayers would have been fine. So if that's remember, the funny
4: thing, is they tried to and then dropped it because they couldn't keep it. <laughs> that's
0: the thing. that I'm pretty sure he also had Escaflone. Uh That's another one that I'm pretty sure he had.
3: Yeah, um, Escaflone did air on U.S. television, but that, that Escaflone is like the opposite of this. Slayers is happy, fun, and joyful and doesn't take itself too seriously. So when it does take itself seriously, you can get into it because you're invested. Whereas Escaflone is slow, boring, nonsensical, and way more fan service.
2: I would like to say Child Me thinks you're 100% correct because Escaflone was fucking slow, and boring. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Slayers, I would have loved because Escaploni. was like, I don't know what's happening. What are these wings? Why is this girl here? What are these robots?
3: Yeah, uh, Slayers episode <laughs> one. I'm Lena, and I kill bandits. Hey, look, some bandits! It. I just killed them.
0: Wonderful. I'm in. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, this this really picks up real quick. Um, it's actually very refreshing. Um. But yeah, uh, that's kind of my take on it so far. So uh, let's kind of go around again. So, Ax, is there anything in particular you wanted to point out?
1: Um, yeah, you actually kind of brought it up. Is the the pacing of it's refreshing, as as you said. Like, you know, we've watched some pretty dry, pretty boring stuff on Media Delta. This this was like it got you into it right away. It told you exactly what to expect, and then um, no filler. It, that was that's the big big thing that I, I actually enjoyed about this, and why I'd probably why I'd probably watch a lot more uh, once I have more time. Is uh, there's a, a distinct lack of filler. Everything seems to happen for a good reason, and there's stuff that's happening constantly. So it's 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 not it, even during its slower moments. There's still stuff happening. There's jokes being told. Characters are doing different things. Um, so it tries to keep your interest and it does a pretty good job, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it it definitely, like, there's, like, as we kind of briefly mentioned, uh, there are bits and pieces that are kind of like side arcs that they don't really go a whole lot into. But there's never, like, anything that's, like, just junk. There's no, like, um, Goku and Piccolo trying to get their driver's license.
1: There's, Which, it's still a good episode.
3: It
4: is.
0: It's a also, wonderful episode.
1: No. <laughs> it was but good for
4: also, character development. No,
3: no. The, the episode you want to quote is the one where Piccolo is taking Majin Buu on the long route to stall for time.
1: Oh, or or, or just about any part from the Namek Saga where Goku's laid up,
2: or the planet that they went to for no reason.
1: Man, I don't, I don't know how Piccolo
4: we're... and Goku got driver's licenses.
0: It was a wonderful episode. I, I don't know how we're ever gonna do Dragon Ball Z and I'm just starting to don't. realize that.
3: Just don't. Um want. Uh, I, 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 well I'll talk about it some other time.
0: Yeah. I'd rather do Dragon Ball than Dragon Ball Z to be honest. Today we yeah, talking about I, yeah, anime. yeah. Yeah, that that also, yes. But anyway, um you're continuing.
1: Um or, no. or, or,
0: or was that it?
1: I'd say that's that's pretty good, yeah,
0: all right, um, donut um, I don't really have anything
2: too poignant, I guess to point out about it. um, hmm. <laughs> um the character design is really fun, yes, um, it's really nice. i really miss that old aesthetic, like just even besides like the whole giant big eyes and the fact that that one character is a blatant and just like stab at Sailor Moon that what's her little Justice Girl name? The one that runs oh, out of town? Amelia. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I get it. Justice and Peace Fingers, we got it. You're Sailor Moon. Except an awful version of her. It's just this whole anime just really makes me want to go back to the to like old Namco Bandai RPGs where everybody has huge hair and goofy voices and screams out their move names. And every mage has like a 20 sentence long incantation.
0: Yeah. It, it it's real good.
2: Yeah. I think you're right on the popcorn fluff part of it. It's very um I would recommend this probably to people who just like maybe want a nice little foot in the door for anime and don't want to like just jump into the deep end of whatever's new on Netflix or you know, my hero academia or things like that like maybe they want some old pokemon nostalgia and i feel like this would be a nice good entry point without like overbearing tropes or weirdness like inuyasha is as long as it's been and how strangely well it's aged there's still some parts where you're just like is this necessary is this uh, whole arc necessary
0: the one thing i would say about like inuyasha is that that in particular has a thing where um it's I mean, it's Rumiko Takahashi. So she's been writing for a while. So uh, it's part of that's going to show up in that. But yeah. For sure.
2: But yeah, that's about all I've got.
0: All right.
3: Uh, Rafi. Oh, I would definitely agree with, with Donut. Uh, I, I would suggest that if you were going to show somebody an anime from the pre-digital era, like, you know, uh, I mean, if you're going to show people one anime... Show them Cowboy Bebop. After show them Cowboy Bebop, show them Slayers. Because uh, if they can enjoy Slayers, then you can try to show them some of, like, uh, Record of Lotus War. Because as much as I love Record of Lotus War, it's way slower than Slayers. If you can't get over how Slayers looks, you're not going to be able to watch that. Um, and then a whole bunch of other ones. And uh, so, yeah, I agree. I, I, I love the bouncy character design. It, it's that... Uh, old school i mean i want to rag on new anime too much my old man yells at cloud here uh i i think it it's it's just fun to look at and it's just fun uh um it's everything that's good when people said anime was good because it had you know it wasn't uh it was semi-realistic characters short stories you could care about violence awesome character design and stuff you've never seen before slayers is that
0: yeah um yeah i could i i definitely can agree with this being kind of a um like a. Uh, I don't know why i can't i don't want to i for some reason the term just escapes me it's not gatekeep but it's like a um how's the term that i'm thinking of gateway? um gateway gateway yes um yeah. uh it's definitely a gateway kind of franchise to uh kind of get you into other anime because this i mean this is basically the the key thing where it's like if you can if you can get through this like it's you can probably at least you'll know if you're gonna like it like you're gonna be able to tolerate like 90s 80s anime if you can tolerate this yeah
2: yeah for sure I think of it it's like a good litmus test if anything it's like um not to like alienate newer anime or like ragged or anything but it's like. It's like if you're taking your friend out to eat and you're not sure if they're going to like the restaurant you go to, you might be like, well, maybe just get the chicken fingers. Slayers is a nice chicken, tender and fries meal. If they're if they're good for that, then maybe they'll want to try something else. And then yeah, you I'm, kind of just go with that.
3: But like, I'm I'm a cranky old person, but has anybody pointed out anything they thought was kind of like problematic? Like, I was uh, worried I was going to see something that was going to make me wince. Uh. There's something that I'm going to
0: talk period.
2: about. Oh, yeah, there's that yeah. one whole episode.
4: That uh, was two was episodes, two. actually. We yeah, skipped one of those. Yeah. like right.
0: yeah. Yeah.
4: four that's... and five, Lena can't use magic because she's on her period. Yeah, it's, yeah, so maybe like... Oh,
3: geez, I forgot all about that.
0: Yeah. I do drop. And that's not something that I would call problematic, per se. It's just something I'd call weird. It's a little weird, and Marvel's tried to do that. Like they tried to
2: do that with um the Runaways, and they didn't carry that over to the live action so, show. Of course yeah, not. Say, but
4: that's the other thing too is they never mention this ever again. It never becomes relevant at any point after that. After those two episodes,
2: something Marvel also did. Somebody must have really loved Slayers
4: from back then. They realized it was dumb and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, threw it out.
1: Not not very good. Uh, not very good storytelling.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it... It, like, like, especially like that is another thing that it's like. Um, there's a, like the thing about it is that this is very much a '90s series. Like, there's some like things like her leanest chest size is brought up a lot, but also it's it's not as bad,
4: so to speak, as like a lot I mean, it's, of it's like modest. But they keep calling her flat, and it's weird. Yeah, and- they call
0: her, keep calling her flat, and it's great because she gets flatter with every single or. See each additional franchise,
1: but it's also a little uncomfortable because in this in this uh, adaptation, she's fifteen. So for people, to oh, be... is she? Uh, yeah. So, so, I, so
0: I think I looked, and I think she's fifteen in the novels, and she's eighteen in the anime. Okay. They yeah. drop
3: reference to her being fifteen in the end.
0: Huh? Or maybe Wikipedia is lying to me. It
3: could be. Uh,
1: but well, s- no, but still, so... the and the intent is there, and it's. It's it's very uncomfortable that there are people you know still like yeah. boggling her at that age. Mm. No, it's uh, it,
3: it's fun. It's better when Gowrie keeps mistaking her for a boy. That's kind of funny because she's kind of tomboyish. Um, but I don't think that's dated very well either.
0: Yeah, it, well, I think like in the English of the life, first, she was like a little girl or something like that. Okay, or, so a she child.
4: debuts around fourteen, and around the end of the novels of anime, she's eighteen. Okay, Jeez. so
0: around the end of the anime or at the anime?
4: Around the end of the animes.
0: Okay, so I okay, I misread that. You see, run
4: the end of the novels and anime. So I'm not quite sure how how you can really get that one. She's yeah. young. We'll see. We can leave it at that.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, she is an for... anime okay, protagonist okay. in the nineties.
4: Regarding the anime, a good rule of thumb is to remember the first series, she's fifteen, and and next she's sixteen, and Tri, she's seventeen, and Revolution and Evolution R, she's eighteen. Okay, that,
3: that's yeah. a little... Okay. Okay. So it's that's kind of like road.
2: a... It's like a normal okay. Sailor Moon progression. Like, every year, just another age.
3: That That's why I would suggest this is a good gateway. Because if you saw that and said, hey, I'm creeped out by this, every other anime you will ever watch is creepier than this. Exactly. exactly.
0: Yep. Straight up. Yeah, because that's... A, like, a lot of it is in the vein of, like... Like, just, like, poking and prodding about, like, insecurities. It's not, like... I don't think anyone really... Like she crushes on other people, but I don't think a whole lot of people crush on her.
3: Oh, and they make fun of her crushing. Or like, fear her. her yeah. yeah,
4: no, they, they even make fun of like her perception of the prince to the point where she's like denying the existence of the actual prince she meets because he looks like a fucking goblin.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, she was not about that life. Yeah, okay. I like. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just I was gonna, gonna mention... say she hyped them up. She okay. hyped him up ahead ahead of seeing him, and then
2: upon seeing him, just kind of loses it. Honestly, my favorite thing about how people perceived her were just, um, well, more so than just like, oh, look at this idiot trying to get our money. It was the fear. She commanded so much fear in people, and I love that. It's just like, you're walking down the street, and you're just like, oh, who's into, Lena's into, oh, shit. Shit, we gotta go. We can't stay here. Yeah.
3: I mean, afraid of the reputation Uh, people that they save the few people that they successfully save are grateful. The people that she annoys are annoyed. Everyone has believable reactions. There's never anything like in here that just comes out of nowhere. Right. Uh, I do want to mention my, my favorite bits is the one where they're in the um, bar plotting what to do about Rizzo and they pan over to the barkeep and I guess his daughter or whatever. And that's the going, man, I wish they would leave so we could close up.
2: If. Yeah. Yeah, they're a wonderful little cast. I see um to bring it up once more, it's just looking at this anime and then going back to like Tales of Destiny, they really just ripped off almost every character wholesale. Because uh, the main character is Gowrie. Lena comes in almost immediately. They have the same dynamic, except it's a little more romantic, but still.
4: Uh okay, I won't go into that, but as the series goes on they get closer
2: okay so then it's the same
4: it's never like <laughs> an overt. Ro- it's never an overt romance but they definitely get closer over the series but yeah
0: yeah I feel that. um also if we're uh talking about like video game uh like kind of takes on the sliders uh there's a lot more blatant one uh in the game popful mail yeah which is, i was about to
2: say that for sure
0: yeah uh mail is it, male is lena inverse without the magic essentially it, basically an adol like what if uh adol and lena inverse which even adol is kind of, well no cuz adol predates lena what but if
4: they did the fusion dance
0: yeah but you you got like tato being like uh basically tato is ba- it, it's basically what if the um roles of like Gowry being like the the for D terms the fighter and um Lena being the wizard were reversed where you have male being the fighter and Tato being the the mage and Gao is Gao
3: anyway. Yeah. So what uh, I forgot who
0: whose point was going on.
3: I, I think we're on Torpid. Oh, we're on me now.
4: Uh this show's good. Um <laughs> I'm trying to remember yeah. what I was gonna say. I completely lost it. Uh, but yeah, so basically, to clarify what we watched uh, to, to give a bit more context. We watched the first, uh, the, the first arc, which was the the uh, the the red priest Rezo kind of arc. He definitely doesn't make appearances later on, but uh, in sort of uh, him containing the the uh, a piece of the spirit of uh, Ruby I Shabaleba Ding Dong. Uh, <laughs>
2: Oh, Sha Dynasty, yeah, yeah. Shady Nasty, do. He, he was wonderful. <laughs> oh, Long. uh,
4: and and also it kind of codifies a certain certain things about the magic in the universe, such as they draw they all draw upon higher powers. So like black magic draws upon Shibby Dibby,
1: uh,
4: <laughs> Shabringdo, yeah, yeah, uh, and things like that.
0: Hm? It's such a fantasy ass villain name. That's like it's it the looked... worst name. I, I, like Rebel. They they just put like they rolled some kanji dice and basically Shabernigdo came off.
3: like that. I mean, terrible, and his last name's even more unpronounceable.
0: Yeah, why is Yeah, why 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 is he have a Russian last
3: name? Because fantasy. Because if you're if you're not Japanese, these all sound equally fantasy. Uh, sure. Lena Inverse's name is a mathematical formula.
4: it sure is once again her sister's
3: name is luna so
4: (laughs) yeah uh but yeah so basically all the spells draw upon higher powers and the like uh specifically they don't go i don't think they go into it in these first arcs but essentially uh their their world is dominated by two different forces it's the uh fucking shibby dibby uh and uh fuck what's his name the 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 dragon, the Flare Dragon feed, Uh, of which uh, her sister Luna Inverse actually has a piece of its spirit, hence why I said she's kind of like the Chosen One. Huh. Uh, and she, she's she's very big, very mean, and Lena fears her to this very day. Yes. But yeah, so... It's sort of like an off-brand D&D setting, kinda. Like, they even use the fucking classic Fireball
0: yeah, it's it's not like expli It's not like as explicit as, say, L- *Record of Lotus War, which literally was based on a D and D campaign. Um, but yeah, it, you could. Um, it's very. It, if I'm pretty sure they, I don't think they actually went in ahead and said it, but uh, if you said that this was based off of exploits in a D and D campaign, it'd be totally believable.
4: They're they're all beautiful creatures. Yes. Uh- but yeah, as, as it goes on, it sort of expands the universe. But it, it's 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 all neat. Uh, so yeah, we we get the first arc, uh, which a introduces Lena and her her big spell, the Dragon Slave, which is actually the Dragon Slayer, but cor- got corrupted over time. And then we see the Giga Slave, which we learn draws upon a higher power that at that point is only hinted at, the Lord of Nightmares. Yeah, he knows about that. Also, also in between that, uh, Gowry gets a lightsaber uh gallery had the lightsaber but chose not oh, to use yeah. the lightsaber instead pretended it was a normal fucking sword yeah and, and yep. we get the goddess who kind of disappears after the first arc for a little while but does appear a lot more later on and becomes a, a recurring character yep uh like part of the main cast i should say and things uh, go on between him and him. whatever yep. uh but yeah, so we 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 get uh, our, our good buddy uh, Zelgadis, who was essentially cursed by the Red Priest Risotto uh, to to have a, a chimera form, where his skin is made of rock, making him also resistant to magic uh, as well as physical attacks. Um, yeah, he's ha-
3: half human, half troll, half golem. Yep. Yeah, three halves. <laughs> That that yeah. this based on a D and D game. That that's the power gamer who showed up that day. Yeah,
4: essentially. Not yeah, but he he gets his time in the limelight. He he doesn't actually really do anything in the grand scheme of things, and then fucks off. Uh, and then we get to the second arc, which is sort of. I don't go too much into it because we only got up to the thirteenth episode, which is like not even halfway through. That's just a couple episodes into the the arc. But yeah, in that one we get approached by some two mysterious figures uh, who put out a bounty on Lena, and then Amelia is a dipshit, whatever. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, we have learned, we have seen enough of Amelia in these two episodes to realize uh, she's kind of dumb.
4: Lena, like 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 Amelia, is the 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 pinnacle of the whole lawful stupid kind of thing. Yeah, to the point where even she says justice always wins so whoever wins this fight must be correct uh when when lena gets into a fight with one of the mysterious figures who put out the bounty
2: and that's why she got kicked out of town her dumb ass
4: yeah she got kicked out of town by her dad because she leveled part of the fucking city being a dipshit uh it's and so that's essentially where we got um so yeah the the first arc's pretty fun It, it definitely does a lot to establish the characters in the world uh in, in ways that are meaningful while not going too in depth it's it's the later stuff that really starts going heavily in depth like explaining more about luna inverse aside from the fact that all we know about luna up to this point is that she beat the shit out of her sister because at one point lena just drops a reference to luna in that she has a shock uh circlet on her that'll shock her every time she casts magic and she even says this is nothing compared to what my sister did as she just casts her way through the shocks anyway
2: the circlet of lightning shocks is also yet another thing stolen blatantly by Namco Bandai for Tales of Destiny. Wholesale. There was no change. They just put lightning bracelets on everybody's face and said, "All right, you do what we say."
0: Yeah.
4: But yeah, so so there, there's definitely a bit of world building, not not quite the extent it'll get later, but it, it drops bits in here, bits and pieces here to try and separate itself out. So it's not just like straight up D and D stuff. Yeah, and I, I could say more. I know a lot more about it, but I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it keep it to this for now. We're gonna have another episode. We have another this, episode. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
2: More uh, adventures yeah. of the slayers coming at you. Yep.
4: But I I I do I do mean it when I say that like Lena is to me at least like the quintessential D and D character, like not the kind that takes it too seriously, but when you want to just play a shithead like I do all the time. Yes, like like instead of someone who's just playing it strictly straight, it's more like someone who, who's, uh, so saying having fun with the game is a really mean way of putting it, but taking it a lot more lightheartedly than yeah,
0: you 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 just want to do the cool shit. They're finding they're
1: they're going they're going at the task that's given it given to them, but they're finding their own flavorful way of doing it.
4: Yeah, yep. it's a lot more lighthearted to take. In, in other words, instead of just trying to be super serious all the time, she is a gremlin through and through yes um i love, lena. I love yeah. her she's she's great uh,
0: also uh the people who made dota love her as
4: well <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah you want to mention that sure yeah
0: um so yes if you are someone who plays dota and are wondering hey there's a character named lena that's a red-headed sorceress uh is that named after the same thing uh yes it is on the original Do- defense of the ancients mod uh her things are it's straight up lean inverse uh, up to and including her alt, I believe is, is dragon slave. So that's yes. <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. No. So that's another thing. Uh, this series is incredibly influential. Yeah. Very much so. Yep. Like I, 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 I can't say for certain just except, but I know it, it's, Incredibly, incredibly, extremely influential. Yeah.
0: Well,
3: you say that, but I worry that this is like disappeared because people still talk about Evangelion. Uh, and I was like,
2: uh, say... I think slayers has just kind of been like folded into all the layers of tropes that is
4: anime. I was say, at this it was. Point. It's... Also, a for its time, I
3: guess you could say. It was yeah.
4: influential at its time. Yeah, I mean, you know, old then... people
3: like me right, remember this, but but these days, you know, I'll, uh, I'll hear people talk about Gundams or Evangelion, and I really, I, I thought Slayers, like, I was surprised that you were reviewing it, because I was pretty sure that Slayers just kind of just disappeared. Or, or, like, Cowboy Bebop, because Cowboy Bebop was the big one that showed up on Toonami, and it's accessible. Uh, and then, you know, like, this anime is more than, like, 25 years old. Like, Nowadays, modern anime has much better color production uh, and a lot better value. Uh, Well, at least in the, it has better production value. I would argue this still has beautiful animation. Yeah, for
2: sure.
3: Yeah, it's got a lot of frames and they don't reuse a lot. Like, Dot Hack may look better, but it's a cost saving one. Uh, there's There's not a lot of the lazy tricks. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I thought people had just forgotten about this.
2: I feel like, I kind of feel like I feel you on that. Like, I, I thought, like, this kind of thing was lost, but the more, like, I watched Slayers, the more I was like, shit, this is really just in almost everything I watch to this day. Like, I really, I mean, to go back once again, I don't know how Tales would still be a thing if people didn't watch the Slayers. Like, even as you were talking about, like, Lena and Verse being in Dota and shit like that, it's like, every character archetype that Namco Bandai uses is pretty much just a slayer's troop and a lot of older jrpgs that have kind of resurfaced kind of still just use those same traits so i kind of think of it it's like it hasn't disappeared but it's just kind of evolved into a, a different format
3: kind of, kind of stop me if i get ugly here but when i've seen in a lot of fantasy animes you've got the one boy who's the they uh, everyone identifies with the older boy who might be more sophisticated, and then the three harem girls: the butch girl, the nerd girl who dumps all the exposition, and the creepily underage cutesy girl. Because I see that a lot in your Namco Bandai's. Yeah, uh, and, definitely. And, and that's also in in Sword Art Online. Uh, that's in a yeah. lot of anime. Yeah. Whereas in Slayers, you don't have any of that.
2: Well, with yeah. the, I'm thinking more like specifically Lena, because like with Lena, if we like. Ex- Skewing like, all those other, like, cutesy anime girls. Like, um, like, Tales of Vesperia. Rita. Like, Rita is basically just Lena with a scarf. She does all of her, like, math... She does all of her spells with math. It's beautiful. It's all explosions. Or even, like, Tales of Vesperia, which I think is kind of like a... Finally, uh, coming back to our roots. With Velvet, besides her weird outfit choice. It's just... The... The fear she commands, but then also like the the human nature of it, where she doesn't want to just be like fully evil and murder everybody. There's all this. Oh, kind no, of thing I, that I, would,
3: I think the, I like the, that. The, the tales are the standout. For every tales, there's a Valkyria Chronicles, which is exactly like what I just described. You know, oh,
2: that. Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah. I'll yeah. Just, just turn away from that one. Or that one that just came out again. Um, What was the old Soccer Wars? That just had another. Oh, that just came yeah. out again.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what people, uh, those are bigger, high-profile things, and, and that that's where I personally find Slayers to be a breath of fresh air, because like even though Amelia is naive, she's naive in the way that, that a kid might be naive, and she actually wants to fight, and yeah. Lena is quirky, but she doesn't have all the answers. Gowry is a total inversion. He's not any of the usual stereotypes that you see in these kinds of characters. He's not a lech. He's not a braggart. I mean, he like deliberately downplays the as a sort of light. He's, he's deliberately, he's also there to help people. So if somebody needs help, he does, you you almost never see care. And of course, Zelgadis is detached, but he'll still, he still cares about like, you know, beating up evil people. It's, uh, and and it's not, I mean, maybe later it gets more romantic involved, but this isn't like, um, you know, Asha, where the romance triangle is dumped in your face immediately. It's a lot more action-adventure.
1: Yep. I, I do have to kind of raise a counterpoint to Gowrie not being a lech, because the very first time he meets up with Lena, he spends a good amount of time talking about her breast. True. And yeah, a lot yeah of, but I think, a lot he of his... think he's a jerk. Yeah, but he's still he's still lecherous because his entire his entire point of trying to save her is because he wanted to save someone with big breasts. Like he's very oh, yeah. lecherous.
2: He's a teenage anime protagonist boy. Bless yeah. his heart.
1: Yeah.
3: When and I, I I'm thinking this is a battle where there's no winners because I'm about to like invoke some other anime that are worse. And it's like you know well, we don't want to talk about anime that are worse. Well, to, like
2: to, a to take a to take a side step. What really struck me when I was watching this whole thing is just. For some reason, the whole time I watched all the animation, all the little story beats, I wanted to go back and play Lunar and just, like, check out some old game art oh. stuff.
0: Oh, God, yeah, that's... Yeah, it that one also is... Was... Fantasy
2: Star? What about Fantasy Star?
3: Um, I, well, I... Um, I want to say, like, they've got anime armor. Like, like before, before WoW happened, like, WoW, like, World of Warcraft was probably influenced by this because they had the polygons and stuff. But, like, if you look at, like, EverQuest or earlier fantasy stuff, there's either a lot of attempts to make realistic armor or, for a while, overlapping triangles were in. But Slayers is very much from the fantasy star and uh, Yeast school, yep. where, where everyone's dressed like a Sentai character, where they've got the big shoulder pads. Yeah, the it's guard awesome. and, and the crotch guard. The, you know, so they're a lot more Sentai-inspired, and it's a very unique anime thing. Yep.
2: Yeah, it's very cool. I really like all the designs with all the big chunky armor. I miss that a lot these days. It's like, even though I do like a lot of the, like, cool, sleek bodysuit armors that we have these days, some of them just want like a big old chunky set of armor. You know? Just give me some give me a big old helmet, give me the Dark Souls Knight's outfit, I'm set.
4: I, I will yeah. say one thing I do appreciate is, like, all, the, all the designs, like, all the, the, the gear for everyone is very reasonable, actually.
0: Mm-hmm
4: yeah yeah the fan service character doesn't appear in the series and i'm okay with that. oh yeah that.
0: yeah naga does not show up which naga basically they dumped it they basically dumped
3: all of that into that one character yeah and she's played for laughs in the movies but i, th- I think it, it it's i think it's even funnier that she doesn't show up in the tv series she it's
0: it, naga's design is just so ridiculously over we actually see her in that uh in that snes rpg she does show up there um She's so ridiculously over the top in that kind of regard that it's almost it is comical.
3: I mean, if you're wondering where Way Forward got their entire aesthetic, there you go. Uh, yes,
0: except except at least Nagas
3: all age.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the character now, and ooh, yeah, boy, she she has very, a lot of she's very averse,
3: very,
1: averse very, to clothing.
3: We have to see the movies. The movies are amazing.
0: She she also has the. um Ohjo
4: Osama laugh.
3: Because of course she does. Oh
4: ah, uh, yeah, no, it's really good because they they she only appears one time in the main series, like the main animes, which is an Evolution R where her spirit possesses an armor, so you never actually see her.
0: Yeah. Um, God, wouldn't she also hmm, she wouldn't be one of like Naka isn't one of like the progenitors of that. That's that's gotta have been older then that hasn't what the uh, the, ho- the the Ojo osama laugh
3: oh no wait, older. that's older that, that, yeah, that's, that's a- a sentai
0: okay yeah um uh did anyone else have any other points because i think we've uh, why
2: is there no talking swords
4: do any talking swords eventually show I'll up delete you down up please i need them uh, I will say actually really quick is the character designs are actually pretty solid because you can recognize everyone at a glance. It's it's mm-hmm. never never in question who's who. It's not like they yeah, all have same designs or anything like that. They they're all you know, very distinct. I
2: oh, a look what you're I mean, solid.
3: Lena says Amelia doesn't look like she's related to Prince Sayrun because they definitely Which, look they have the same hair. They have the same they hair, show. the same head uh, head shape and well the same clothes. They dress the same, yeah. yeah. She yeah. doesn't look like
4: a fucking troll. Yeah. She likes his signature unibrow.
1: It's a very powerful unibrow though. He's a very powerful man. He's
3: extraordinarily
1: powerful. Peacefully powerful. Yes. he,
3: he, he yes. Yeah, did we do the I forget, was it a Ghost Episode odd numbered one? No. Were they reveal all the ghosts? Okay. No. No, that one was not, unfortunately. Okay, that's one of my favorites, but I also realize it's kind of creepy. Okay, then I have nothing else to talk about. The show's great. Go watch the show.
4: also there's like other other like neat things they do like uh, Seirun has a leader who is super gung ho about justice and his daughter is super gung ho about justice and they actually show that off in the city itself because it is absolutely chock full of fucking vigilantes (laughs) they they make a joke about it actually uh, in the episode with the bounty because they keep Lena and Gowrie have the bounties put on they keep getting approached by by these vigilante groups these various knights or what have you trying to get them over and over and it's it's good it's it's like there's yeah. just a lot of
3: little things that i really appreciate it's that diegetic humor that comes out of the situation it's not too meta
1: it's totally accessible it's immediate and it's funny and it pays off i love it mm-hmm. and the show doesn't lean into anything cringe that's that's the biggest thing that, that i appreciate uh, so far is just, just... There's there's none of that stuff that you get in anime that just makes you kind of want to turn turn it off and watch something else. It it keeps you engaged with its characters and stories. Um, it's it's little sense of humor. Uh, that's not it's not too much either with the sense of humor. It could very easily just kind of tilt tip the scale over and just be not funny. But the they they know when to 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 they land a joke well and they know when to kind of back off it.
3: Yes. They they have my my two favorite jokes in anime which is where one character is in way over their head and doesn't realize it because we had the episode with Zalt, right? Where Zalt attacks Turbinado. Uh
0: I be, that's is that the uh the Yeah, sorry, I watched them all in order so I
3: forget which mm-hmm. one's more random. As I
0: was gonna say, that's uh, the the guy who was wrapped up that in the Tag the Wolfman, right? No, no, no
3: Zalt, Zalt is the one where when they when Turbinado first appears. Uh, he says, "Hey, there's been hundreds of years since you've been imprisoned. Magic must have improved by then. I'm just going to go ahead and kill you." And then he gets
4: destroyed. That, that was Zolfia. No, that was that was during the the revival of Shamnakadu.
3: That was episode nine, right? Yeah, that I love is or, or the usurpers who are like talking about how they're going to take Prince Saren's like thing and like we'll just summon anyone. You they literally say, "Okay, we summon anyone," because they're almost out of everybody. It's the thing where people are in over their head, or the thing we talked about where the bandits like are scared to death of Lena in verse because it's like she has a reputation. It's that kind of play where where you know people have those extreme broad emotions, but you see that, and, and you know it's it's an antidote from a lot of anime where everyone is uh, you know everyone is totally stone faced and emotionless and speaks everything in a monotone. Like, like, this is the opposite of that. This is very high energy, and you can really get into it.
4: Uh, yeah. Also, they they even, like, uh, note at one point, her her nickname is the Bandit Killer, and I think it's the Princess Aeron just goes, is that what you call yourself? And she's like, no. I don't call myself that. She just has that much of a reputation that everyone else calls her that. Uh, right, and does she
3: does kill bandits.
4: Yeah, yeah. for money. Uh, technically speaking, her official title is Lena the Pink, which she hates. Yeah. Uh,
2: I too would hate that name.
4: Yeah, because uh, that is that is her official title with the sorcerers. Uh, yeah, so fun. so go watch yeah. go watch the Slayer. Go go watch it. Yep,
0: <laughs> watch, watch some slayers. Watch did did anyone have any other thing?
1: Watch slayers.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, we will actually watch more slayers because we still got okay. half.
4: Actually, I, I will have one thing. I I disagree with the the animation being gorgeous. Like it looks oh, generally yeah. pretty good. There there are some points where it doesn't look great. Uh, it is it is a TV Tokyo uh, show, and TV Tokyo loves to cut them some corners. But <laughs> that's and it's really old. Gonna, yeah, it's it's old. But also, I have a very low opinion of TV Tokyo. It 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 is old, and it it's not. We
0: can't all it can't all be like madhouse or all that, but yeah, it, it's it 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 doesn't look bad.
4: Yeah, but, yeah no, it looks it looks fine. Like the character designs it, are good. It's colorful. Uh, everything gets across what it needs to get across. Like, yeah. it, it, I'm just saying. Like, I I will disagree. It's not like absolutely gorgeous. It looks works. It's good. See, see, there's a reason why a lot of people think
0: that it's older than it is. It's because it looks it like it doesn't look. Bad. It just it looks like a standard for a different time. Like it looks good for a different time. It also helps those those character
4: designs were starting to get dated at that point too. Yeah,
0: it was like at the tail end of when that kind of was in fashion.
4: It was a slow transition to more this this, more more like less stylized characters. This this also just
0: to also or not clarify, but to also point out. This was the same exact year that Evangelion came out.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the, the, this is uh, the, that kind of big round head with those round eyes and the pointy. It's not an eyelash, it's something that comes off of the edge of the eye. It, it's like. It, it,
4: is, it is an eyelash, is, is what it's supposed to well, be. Well, it's supposed but, to be an
3: eyelash, but there's exactly one. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 and, but I'm saying yeah. that kind of like style is going to disappear and you're going to get the porcelain dolls that pretty much dominate everything today.
4: Please, please. You forgot the, the brief era of the Moe blob.
3: Not the Moe blob. Um, and, and also, uh, where the characters, like, like one thing I, I, I really admired about Slayers is it, the costumes look good and they know when the, enhance or decrease details like if lena's in a far shot they'll just leave some of the circles off of her outfit which is up close you can see all of the baubles uh whereas you know now that we're in the era of well i guess cg assisted almost every outfit that every character wears has a gazillion gigas and lace on them but um they're also very stiff and unexpressive because they can't move them because moving increases the budget so so this is the last gasp of that era uh, of of someone I think compared to the Sailor Moon, it's the and also the characters like leap into frame or or, jump, or when they talk they'll close their eyes and their mouths will get really big and they'll they'll change expression in the middle of it you know like because they're going through two or three or four rapid expressions which also fell out of style now when you watch an anime it's maybe people will gesture but the, they they don't like to do a lot of that squash and stretch that you see in this so I this
4: I will disagree
3: better. but this is not the place to get into that fight
4: uh i I will say though it is it is a style itself that is largely lost at this point it is there has been a general transition away from that super almost cartoony style and i will agree with that but yeah it just
2: depends on where you look
4: yeah no i will another quick thing i'll say is that once again it's not just that every character like, like physically looks different they also have their own color palettes too with them like like Gowrie's is the yellow the blonde hair and the blue armor Lena's is all all warm colors uh so like like the, the the orange hair and the yellow and pink of her outfit all that and just like a lot of things like that that are that are nice too just their own ways of differentiating them uh, outside so of just
1: their their physical like shape I, I gotta say though I really like the word de-gauze.
2: I'm gonna <laughs> use that a lot more. Gigas, you got too many gigas
0: on. You gotta take some off. Uh, gigas. Also, um, there is one thing that I did think of that it it just is my general thought on the kind of expense of the show is that this actually reminds me of the animation of Bubblegum Crisis, which happened ten years, like a decade earlier. Which, that, that's my thing of it. Both of those shows, really good looking. One came out ten years later than the other. And they have, to me, the same kind of style of art. Although, I might be slightly...
4: You are very ready. wrong, but I will yeah. not destroy you this time. Yeah.
0: I, <laughs> it also, I, I might have forgotten how Double Crisis looks. I don't know. that. I I
3: can see why you would say that because they're probably using the same studios. They're still paint and trace. Digital coloring hasn't come in yet. And they also still have, uh, it's still the rounder heads with the larger eyes. But um, Slayers is way more animated. Yeah. Uh, So, um, you know, I mean, personally, I I mean, I would compare this to say Yu Yu Hakusho because what you just mentioned about the palettes I think is also true about Yugosha, and the difference, once again, the difference between Slayers and Yugosha is, even though they both have strong character design, strong color palettes, um, and they're both young adult shows with a brisk pace, once again, Slayers is a comedy show, so they're willing to get a lot crazier and wackier with the animation. Comedy that knows when to get
4: serious, but in general just tries to teach everything with it, like do everything with a certain degree of levity, yeah. Yep. But it knows it knows how to get serious and when to get serious, and I feel like, it's able to do that because of the general comedic vibe without being too over the top. Yeah. Because like, like, like when fucking Shazam appears, it, like everything gets really serious and you can feel it get serious. And it's not like it feels out of place either. Like there was a build up to that point instead of it just being constant, constant gags. Hmm. But yeah. I,
0: I, I think we have
4: probably we have run this fucking yeah dry. yeah
1: it's gonna be interesting to see what we've got left in the tank for next fucking one. half, half hour we
4: part two we we just
0: forget about everything we talked about this episode and just do it all again
1: yay if, if the episode's only half an hour that means we rank it when we start and then we spend another 30 fucking minutes oh yeah we, about we have it.
0: ranking to talk about so that'll be another 15 years <laughs> um all right, yeah, because we are not going to rank it this time because we got we are going to watch the other half. Uh, so before we talk about what we're doing uh, next week, uh, X, is there anything you want to plug? Nope. Uh, donut, is there anything you want to plug?
2: Hi, my name is Donut. You can follow me at donut underscore secret on Twitter and or catch me when I stream, which is kind of never. But just follow me on Twitter and you'll get laughs. laughs. I love and giving first. laughs. Thirst and laughs, a sea of thirst, as Torpid has stated.
4: <laughs>
3: That's all I got.
2: Come to right. my page, see some titties. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, Rafi.
3: Well, back in the 90s, uh, we were highly influenced by Slayers to make our own game. I worked for SanguinGames.com and we made a uh, cartoony, funny animal version of Slayers called Iron Claw. Uh, and then built upon that, and it somehow turned into Game of Thrones, so I don't know what happened. But anyway, Ironclaw's been around for over 20 years, and you can get it uh, at um, you know, drive-through DriveThruRPG, uh, the best websites, and some of the dodgier ones. Alright.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh Twitch.tv slash TorpoTypist for all your Torfo needs, and uh, at TorpoTypist on Twitter for whatever godforsaken reason. I don't know why I'm still there. Uh, the and i i i know
2: uh <laughs> we'll escape one day from our cage
4: we'll never uh and i would like to plug just all the holes left in these bandits please think of the children
0: <laughs> yeah well um next week uh we're talking about something completely different going back to our holiday kind of related stuff Question mark. We're talking about the 1992 Pac-Man cartoon. <laughs> um, with
4: like this, this, this sense of resignation.
0: Because I've watched, I've watched the Flintstones, so I've watched the Pac-Man cartoon. I've watched a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, so I have seen
1: Pac-Man.
0: Also, Pac-Man Christmas Blast. Yeah. So that'll be next week, completely different than this week. So I hope you tune in for that because that'll be
1: fun it's gonna be really good it'll be okay
4: I see I was just gonna leave that open just not actually finish it
1: just kind of let that linger in the air like a bad smell
4: incredibly pregnant pause my
1: god it's quintuplets there's four periods
0: anyway that'll be next week so hope thank you all for listening and hope you tune in for that one if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself Please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show Retro and Crapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv/lodepuzzlo at 7:30 p.m. on Fridays, 2:30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.